half the world may have been eliminated by Thanos's big glowing golden snap, we are still here and we have got comics to read. And it's been a while. It's been a long while since we've done another episode. How long has it been? Uh, the last one we put up was August. I mean, wow. winter came. Winter came. There was, there was. <laughs> so, so we took the summer off. Some winters yeah. came, <laughs> many winters. <laughs> but we're back, and we've got books to read, and they need to be read. Otherwise, Thanos should have just won. I say, what's the point of the books? Huh? <laughs> yeah. So, Infinity Gems. Here we are again to talk about another book. And last time we ended, I announced the book that we were going to be reading, which was Captain Marvel: Earth's Mightiest Hero by Kelly Sue DeConnick. And I gotta say, when I, my history of Captain Marvel, just straight off the bat, I knew a little bit about her, Carol Danvers, from playing like Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 when she was Ms. Marvel. Mm. No background, but I knew she was there. Like, oh, that's a cool character, shoots laser beams and stuff. Uh, and then down the road, I was like, oh, I guess she took up the mantle of like Captain Marvel. Didn't know much about that. But most of the time, if I saw some event or something, she seemed to be a background character for me. And then my first real experience with the character was Civil War II. Oh, wow. Not and good with impression. hated her. <laughs> like, worst. Like, you were so bad and, like, terrible. And it was so hard for me to find it as a redeeming character. So time passed. It was like, whatever, whatever. I, you know, Captain Marvel came, movie came out. I was like, I enjoyed that. Before that, I wanted to like get more brush up on the character, so I picked up uh, Kelly Thompson's recent run because I really enjoyed West Coast Avengers. So I picked up Captain Marvel. Really been enjoying her run of Captain Marvel. The character is super great. So I wanted to go back because Kelly Sue DeConnick wrote a big popular run for her. I heard, and Kelly Sue DeConnick's writing Aquaman, and I enjoy Aquaman. So I want to find out about this, and uh, we're renaming the podcast to. It's no longer going to be the Infinity Content Podcast. It's like, this is the Captain Marvel Fan Club Podcast where we only talk about Captain Marvel and <laughs> Captain Marvel-related things. I'm Captain Marvel number fan number one. Uh, you two can fight to be Captain Marvel fan number two. That doesn't matter because no matter what, she has my heart and I have her pity. And that's where we're, that's where we're jumping in with this book. Well, that's, that's been like a really uh, big transition in like your feelings towards her. Exactly. I... This is the third time I've read this volume. I've been I read it when we first announced shortly after I said I want to read it. I picked it up again a couple weeks ago and then I reread it again a couple days ago cuz it's just so good and I'm reading the rest of the volumes at home like cuz I've got all five of the complete collections but it's good. My whole opinions changed. <laughs> and I I'm and I'm happy about that. I really like her. Like higher further faster baby. Let's, let's get more of this stuff going. So, yeah, with that, we'll jump in. There's actually something I appreciate about this is it's a 12-issue book, uh, a lot larger than, you know, no, big our value pack. six. Big value pack. But so many different creators in here with artists that I, I like the variety that was going on. So I can't wait to talk about those once we get going. So I guess I will, you know, lead us through. Uh, we've got our first issue takes place. Was there even, like, a title for it? Not really. Um... It's kind of Captain Marvel and Captain America teaming up to go against Crusher Creel. I know something. I don't. I think it's just because of how the art's done in this specific panel. Mm -hmm. I never realized that uh, Carol looks exactly like a female version of All Might. Yeah, she's just mentioned. like she's just like ready. She is All Might. Have you seen? <laughs> yeah. my, you've seen my hair. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I didn't. Yeah, that, that that's like, I, think, I think it's the shading of her eyes in the first panel. It looks very much like All Might when he gets all spooky. Yeah. Very plus ultra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it. This first art style was a was not my my favorite of the three. It's a bold choice. Here. It's it's definitely a bold choice. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't appreciate, like, how detailed, uh, which artist is this that goes in this one? It's Dexter Soy, Richard Elson, and Will Quintana. Quintana. Ooh, yeah. Okay, I'm really bad, especially because we did this book. Uh, for Kingdom Come, mm -hmm. who's the artist for that one? Alex Ross. Alex Ross. Alex, it looks like an Alex Ross As, art, but more yeah. contained within lines. Mm -hmm. And very detailed on like the the muscle structure of like mm -hmm. every person. Like there's just one shot of Captain America from like like a downward angle, and you just see his like back muscles, like 
arm muscles, leg muscles, rib cage, like abs. It's not body worship happening. There's a lot going on. You got real detailed veins on Crusher Creel. Like, it goes really in-depth. And then you've got All Might Carol Danvers uh, flying around using her, using her, like, belt scarf as a, as like a, a blindfold for him. So this is pretty recent to after she takes the name Captain Marvel hmm. also. Well, she hasn't even taken it yet. She has. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she's uh feels some imposter ship and mm-hmm. doesn't want to take it. Yeah. Okay, okay. So we've got, you know, just a cat like hanging out at Avengers Tower Mansion after like a pretty easy one or 2v1, 2v1. against absorbing man. Mhm. Uh talks, absorbs some fists. Talks to Peter Parker a little bit. Uh, yeah, like I said, she's feeling that imposter ship, so she kind of has like it, she this, bullies Peter Parker into agreeing with everything she says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it's kind of you get like a real brief in a page, kind of talking about some of her origin, like how she got her powers, uh, how she you know became that. Doesn't really talk about the the rogue stuff. I don't remember in this, but mostly her origin. So I, I guess like the problem I have like established. So she was. A, a, was she so was she she was at the Air Force was she an assistant at the Air Force because they also make it sound like she, so she worked at a, a newspaper place too right yeah after when I'm trying to remember I think yeah she was with the Air Force and she left the Air Force I think after the whole the trauma of this thing with Captain Marvel first Captain Marvel well it was first Marvel Captain Marvel mm-hmm. um, and she worked she was editor, I think, of Woman Magazine. It was a publication of the, of the Daily Bugle. So she left. So she left the Air Force and joined a publication. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Became somehow became an editor and journalist, <laughs> kind of. Um, but I don't know if that's still part of modern continuity. I mean, that's how it was in the seventies. I mean, but... I mean, they're bringing it all up in this. Are yeah, they? they talk about Woman oh, Magazine they, they, later yeah, they, on. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's that's right. They do. There's a character that keeps coming up. Features yeah. like an interest. Yeah. That guy. Interest that work there as well uh i do like before we move on to the next stuff is that uh she's having a conversation with steve rogers about taking the name captain marvel is she cuts him off like captain marvel's dead steve he's he was a hero like all this stuff but he's just like well his name was marvell it wasn't captain marvel so technically yeah it was a title not, yeah you're not taking he's not a really sleazy lawyer with this where he's like well the trademark wouldn't be the same different different effect on a technicality <laughs> so uh she has this moment where she flies up into space uh she's an adrenaline junkie basically she yeah. likes to fall through the, the stratosphere by friction <laughs> catch on fire uh, you get to meet her friend, what, this lady. She is, so she's got cancer. I always like have a tough time remembering her name, even though I've read this so many. Tracy. Yeah, so who, who yeah. is she? It's really, the, I don't know. She she, must, I feel like yeah. she ha- there's like three different female icon characters, important older female mm-hmm. people to Carol yeah. in this, and I was getting very confused. The first time I read, trying that, to keep yeah. them separate. It, yeah, there's not really much backstory about this character. And yeah, just and introduced. It sounds like she used to work at the Air Force too, but she has gone through cancer or something. But which did make it confusing because yeah, one of the other ones is also a a old, pilot. And, yeah, an old pilot. And unfortunately for me, the art... water supply at that airport mm-hmm. or air, uh, <laughs> air station. Yeah, unfortunately for me, the art the art didn't differentiate enough between them visually that yeah, I, I was like, what? Was a they all the same hairstyle? <laughs> well, her, like, yeah, her hairstyle changed and her color like changed a little bit each time, which was confusing. But She doesn't look like she's 60 yeah, the and biggest, has cancer. <laughs> the biggest takeaway, though, was she had the best, sassiest personality of this whole book. Like, just constantly throwing shade and sass at <laughs> yeah. the Marvel through it. It was so great. So, yeah, she goes to uh, like an old Flyers club and is talking about another famous pilot who yeah and this is the flashback yeah flashback passed away there's a funeral and then kind of yeah it's like a goodbye it was a it was a honestly a weird first start but then we go into the next issue of her taking tracy to see this old plane that belonged to the other pilot and she wants to it's helen cobb's plane that's the other that's the other one we were Hmm. confusing with yeah so this is their plane Carol Danvers wants to break the record that Helen Cobb made in this plane. So she flies it up and then 
through some weird instance, she goes through time. Yep. Hot she, airplane time machine. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and she ends up back in Vietnam. No. No, it's not Vietnam. No. no. Uh, World War Two. Yeah. World War Two. She's in there in Peru, but Peru? then they're also fighting against the Japanese. Okay. So it's a lot to keep in your okay. Yeah. Okay. So time travel, <laughs> get... Peru, Japanese. Okay, the time. Because the Japanese have also there. been yeah, that, transported, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think. That's well, right. They're, because they're, one they're on a mission. Yeah. One of okay, half, they went on a mission. Okay. One of them's half Japanese, and she talks about that. Okay. <laughs> time travel. Uh, <laughs> this was a confusing storyline for me. It was, yeah. I when I first read it, it was just I. It's, it's a good way to keep your memory sharp. But let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good brain the first challenge. Time, I I enjoyed it the second time I read it. And looking back, I still enjoy it. Like, the art is really cool. The first time, though, I was just like, oh, my gosh, what does this have to do with, like, what is the purpose of this, if anything? But I did love the art. I loved the whole, like, female commando thing going on where they're all like, oh, we're, we weren't supposed to be here, but now we are. There's these weird Kree ships that are being piloted by the Japanese. Okay, wait, wait. Who's this battalion of women? I feel like we should talk a little bit about Banshee yeah, Squad. The Banshee Squad. Is there because the Banshee Squad is also led by a famous female pilot that inspired inspired Carol, but died before she ever met her. Yes. So we have so that's the third, so the third pilot, third <laughs> iconic figure, but one that she does not directly know. And and, a, and I didn't look them up, but I think I assume this is the first appearance of the Banshee Squad and that woman and Tracy who has cancer. I assume was introduced in the previous. Ms. Marvel series. Oh, so I assume. wait, Tracy was part of the Banshee Squad? No. Oh, okay. No, I think they're oh. original to this storyline, and I'm assuming Tracy was introduced in the previous run. Um, yeah, that's what I that's what I was assuming as well. I do like the idea of, like, Banshee Squad and, like, Captain America doing something. That would be awesome. Like a flashback or a retcon where they go yeah. on a mission together and fight some Nazis. That would be good. Uh, could you imagine if they time traveled and fought actual Nazis in this, though? Uh, yeah, I mean, so but that'd, be, you know, they'd, that'd be too political for nowadays. Uh, save, it for, <laughs> save it for Wonder Woman 82. <laughs> Which will probably mention, if they don't at least mention her punching. Uh, well, see, that was my big thing about Wonder Woman was when they were like, oh, the biggest war ever. I'm like, there's a, a sequel to that war that's a little bit spicier. Yeah. And maybe she should help with that, out with that one. Well, it's like the Simpsons, Homer Simpson thing, like. Where he's always like, so far. <laughs> the biggest war so far. Yeah, I don't know why they're skipping World War II with the Wonder Woman movies. Just as an aside, because that's, that's when she was introduced. I that, gotta get to she, the sweet 80s style. Well, yeah, it's yeah, I agree. She goes, but... you know, it's too relevant now if she goes and punches you know, Nazis. <laughs> She's got to fight the media. There's, there's a, be... I've heard there's some very fine people who are Nazis. <laughs> we don't want to alienate them or make them feel targeted. Right. Just because you're a Nazi doesn't mean you're all bad. Come on. <laughs> uh, so, to this... Action-packed <laughs> issue of the story. Uh, Banshees. Banshees. <laughs> Carol versus Kree, Japanese Kree army. Something I really loved about this whole throughout book is, which I sad they don't do in the current run with Kelly Thompson, is I love her helmet thing that she has in this. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And I love how much they the artists draw the helmet coming on and off. Mm, yeah. Like, I don't care that it's some like it keeps coming off randomly. And like, why does it keep coming off? I just love that it keeps showing up and, like, it kind of – Iron Man's its way on. Yeah. Super cool. I just like how it doesn't cover her hair. Like, is it, isn't her hair is so powerful that like it's stronger than any helmet could be in that one specific spot? Yeah. It must be. Otherwise, it would always be catching her hair and, I was, and be hurting her. I was so excited <laughs> in the Captain Marvel movie when they did the helmet. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes. And they got rid of it immediately. I was like, come on. <laughs> like, kid, put that back on. Like, Avengers Endgame, she showed up and didn't wear it. Or she's out in space, she's not wearing it. I'm like, put that on. Like, it's so cool looking. <laughs> Come on, like well, you can you know, still she, have the she, face mask of Spider Man and still have it come off for no reason. She hasn't had a challenge yet, though. She, she hasn't had to go full mask. <laughs> full mask. <laughs> oh, that's like that's what gives her actual superpowers. The mask. It's like a one up. Uh, so we've got Banshees, you know, blamming away at these spaceships while Carol's flying and shooting them down. And that's where we discover that they're being piloted by the Japanese. They end up hijacking one to uh, use against them while there's kind of like some backstory about some of the Banshees and Carol telling a little bit about power. So it's all at the same time, I think Kelly Sudeconic did a great way of, yeah, there's still stuff from the previous things uh, for old, for Captain Marvel readers that have read the previous volume, but it's still explained in a way that lets us know more about her history and who she is. 
So it's it's a great it's obviously because it's a new volume it works super well as a jumping on point. Yes, like who knows all the backstory about Tracy and who knows if, what the rest of the Banshee stuff if there was, but I felt like it was pretty okay. Like this is what it is. When was her character originally created, Roman? Was she sixties, seventies? Carol Danvers showed up in the sixties, but she didn't get the explosion that happened in the the machine. Didn't transfer like Captain Marvel's powers to her until I think the early seventies. It's like ten years in comic in the Marvel yeah. universe before she yeah. got powers. That's actually really cool. Who yeah, yeah, because she was a supporting character just in the the male Captain Marvel book. I think that goes back to my whole thing about talking like legacy and characters moving on because obviously it works super well then. And I mean, it's not the same with like Hellcat or something, but like that was a character that had been around for a long time before they became Hellcat. Yeah. I like that this, they built up to that to where now we've got these characters that have been established for a while. Cause like, I guess, for example, Amadeus Cho, he'd been around for a good amount of time in comics. I guess so. Just, I, yeah, a supporting character. A supporting character who yeah. then became the Hulk yeah. after a long period of time. Then they went through the whole phase of like, oh, we are moving on to the next generation. Like it feel, and like, you know, we're passing down these titles, all this stuff. And then they kind of backpedaled. They're like, all right, well, now we're going to have it as a way of like these, like Hulk's coming back but you can still be Hulk also, and this person's coming back, but you can also be this person. And then they kind of took another step back, like, you guys got to change your name, and we're going to bring back the other heroes, which I feel, as, like, I've become a bigger comic collector, this Captain Marvel is a very good example because it's a it feels like a, a natural and organic progression through Marvel's history to where they keep trying to redo and reboot and try to get everybody's origins to line up with current time. But instead of having these characters that have been introduced throughout each person's history and then organically moving on and passing down, like, yeah. do you think it's mostly just because people don't want to let go of like the Steve Rogers as Captain America or the Tony Stark as Iron Man? Like they can't, it's a, you can't move past to see anything else. But then if that's the case, why did Captain Marvel – why did Carol Danvers work more than Captain Marvel? Was he just super uninteresting? Well, no, he he was very popular. I mean they they she, – and she was Ms. Marvel while he was still Captain mm-hmm. Marvel. Um, but then in Marvel's like first graphic no- novel, the death of Captain Marvel, he developed cancer because he had a villain called Nitro that would explode <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. After fighting him and getting exploded on by Nitro all these times, he developed cancer. Yeah. And oh Captain Marvel, this villain may cause cancer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Captain Marvel died of cancer, and then we'll see her later in this volume. Monica Rambeau shows up. She becomes Captain Marvel because at the time Carol Danvers was binary because her yeah, powers from, changed like, slightly. X-Men and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was like yeah. hanging out with them. Yeah, in between binary and Ms. Marvel, she was traumatized by Rogue, and she was raped, and all this stuff. Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah. that one. Oh, yeah, and that Avengers Annual; those Whoa. both happened in the Avengers Annual. Jeez! Oh my god, I put that one down with infamy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, I think you know, despite how much this hurts my feeble brain, uh, what I think I, I do kind of like about this going back in the past is we get uh, Carol Danvers, who isn't hampered by like our current expectations of women, but she kind of gets to go back and interact and like the environment in which she was created originally mm-hmm. because of the time travel like this is she's going almost not quite you know like she went back into the mid 40s but it almost is around like the same period where she was originally created and that character probably back then probably had a lot of sexism in the book mm-hmm. around it or more explicitly towards it so i think that's kind of interesting that she gets to like almost go back to her book but as a modern woman hmm. yeah yeah um, well, speaking of modern women, uh, that's, that's, yeah, I saw that. That's why I brought it up. Wanting to know, like, when she was originally created, because these women, these women are the most modern. So they're trying to get in figures. Yeah, trying to get in, like, on the Air Force program to fly in the planes, and that's where we finally get introduced to Helen Cobb. You need experience if you want to get experience. Yeah. I hate that. Uh, so she's trying to strike a deal with this dude to fly the planes, and she offers a piece of some kind of object that I didn't know what it was until, like, way later. I didn't know if when you first read this, 
Roman, that you recognized it right away. It's an Infinity Stone. What it is? Just kidding. I no, I didn't Did recognize not? it okay. right away. No. Okay. Um, so yeah, we get back to issue four. Captain Marvel still fighting these giant Kree ships, which uh, Transformer combined into a giant looking eyeball thing. Which I mean, the art in this, I really love the art in this. Like how kind of like I will be the like. Um, cinematic it's very kinetic yeah you know, like there's a lot of movement there's a lot of blurring where motion is it's gigantic it's it's it, punch art it's punch art yeah it's super cool like i love i love how it's done like the action sequences of her using her powers like the you know the character designs like everything is yeah punch art it's super cool like the spaceships everything looks super amazing like a sweet explosion like michael bay style going on it, it does look like a transformers movie you, know, you just need like that grinding metal sound yeah, in the like back. A park song uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh so they you know were able to they're able to overcome the japanese forces and the day is one captain marvel talks about the plane that she was in and then some other people that also were in the plane and then how they got trapped there because of the plane is the time machine they find out so she flies so she sees herself flying the plane in this issue and that's what she's trying to catch up to as she goes through time again and ends up at the flyers club that she brought tracy to and now we've got helen cobb who looks just like tracy (laughs) which this is yeah this is where i was confusing because when they started talking like is that tracy or is that helen like completely <laughs> like the same looking and she shows up uh, have we seen in the same panel no oh <laughs> tricky uh and then we get this whole thing where helen's bragging to her friends that she got him in for the program she goes back she starts having a conversation with some person we don't see and then we find out carol is introducing herself to helen I feel like she's very, very casual to like an intruder in her I hotel know. room. Yeah, she's no like that's either that's like pure insanity or pure confidence. She's a strong, confident woman. Oh, I guess they're not mutually exclusive. She, she could locked, be so insane. She's that confident. She just locked down a major deal for a woman in that time period. She was riding high. Uh, she's freaking. She won a hand of poker, <laughs> drinking, talking shit about men. <laughs> like nothing was gonna stop. Yeah, she was that high point. on smash and the patriarchy. <laughs> nothing was stopping her. Uh, so then we get to our next issue, issue five, where the oh, art style so switches up. You like the art for this one? Oh, yeah. Who was the art on this one? Let's see. Issue five. We got Emma Rios. I like how they make and Carol. Alvaro Lopez. Alvaro. They make, they make Carol look like Uma Thurman. Like, I expect her to be like a Kill Bill gear she does yeah with like the sunglasses and just like that like the like wavy blonde hair i love helen cobb's like yeah her hairstyle changes now she's got blonde hair with a black streak in it (laughs) not confusing at all some super she's got some gloves on for some reason like it's an interesting outfit style i i wasn't expecting it's very it's very punk looking very grunge yeah i actually like this art more than the first the first first storyline yeah it definitely the art got better and better for me. Like I really love the like kind of more towards the final the final stuff that we get to, but this one was really good. Uh, yeah, Carol does very much look like Uma Thurman the more you say it. Uh, so her and Helen go to make a deal because it looks like she gets uh, the guy that was offering them the the flying position uh, went back on his word. So they go back to steal the piece that she offered to get the position uh, with Carol's help. And they end up finding it. Oh, she has brass knuckles. Yeah, she has brass knuckles. She (laughs) wrecks. Uh, So her and Captain Marvel escape. Captain Marvel reveals that she's a superhero as Helen Cobb. Sometimes it just seems crazy, honestly. And now Helen Cobb is like uh, Black Widow. Yeah. But at the same time, too, I started getting the vibe that she was evil. Like I was like, is this going to be a villain origin story? When it was going, especially where it goes from here because she has the piece – they go back to the time period where we get to, yeah, where we see uh, Captain Marvel witness her origin story of getting her superpowers. And is that the guy who uh, you love in the movie? Jude he's, Law? Yeah, uh, he's Jan Rag. Rog? Yeah. Yan Rog? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Rag. laughs> 
Dude, it's so spicy in that movie. It's freaking villain so <laughs> it's not a villain so about horny the, for the yeah. protagonist so obsessed with the protagonist set off the yeah, or so up. horny for the hero set off my villain obsessed with the protagonist <laughs> when, when he says Carol's vein or his blood's in Carol's vein spicy when he when she beats the shit out of him even spicier <laughs> so good it was such a such a good moment I loved I loved the like the interaction between those two even when they were fighting on the space station, he's like, oh, "Nice job, like diver, like doing the diversion." It's like, oh, like I gotta give it to you. That's pretty good. And just like giving. I know a villain's like these. Who needs friends? <laughs> <laughs> She's giving him like sash. Like, oh, like oh, I could have sworn I left it there. You guys want to fight for this? <laughs> like, super good. Uh, we get a flash to the present day while she's still in the past. Um, to Jessica Drew, aka Spider Woman. Okay, thank you for answering that. I for the longest time I was like, "Is this a Jessica Jones clone? Who is this woman?" <laughs> because yeah, later on, her and Spider Woman seemed pretty close, and I was really interested to know who that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Jessica Drew. So yeah, I don't really know much about their friendship. Her and previous. Carol are best friends. They're BFFs. <sighs> yep. Okay. Now I, I got I that. Have to do a I lot got of that from now. But as far as I know from Jessica Drew, I don't know how their friendship became. But I just know that Jessica Drew, Spider Woman, and I'm, all I know now is that I'm all it. about it. I'm sold. <laughs> She's like a. She shoots lasers from her hand. She has no. I don't need any more. I'm like I'm ready for it. I'm gonna start she, looking up the. She's an ex Hydra agent. Uh, even better, spicier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like a double triple agent at one point. Yeah, she's like the. She's the good. She's you, the you black. She's lot. the real Black Widow. Yeah. Her, juggle a lot of balls with those eight her, hands. Yeah. The last series was really good. Which one? The Five. the most current one. She got like the biker jacket and stuff. Yeah, the red jacket. Yeah, yeah, that was a great series. I wanted. To, I still and, need to and pick she that had up. a kid. Yeah, where she's like the covers, like her, like pregnant yeah. with her kid. I do want to pick that up. I'm so curious because Strike Force is coming out, and she's back in her regular costume. And I was reading from Marvel Presents that she put the old costume back on because people were putting on her original costume, saying they were Spider Woman to get like, like fame, internet fame. But supervillains were attacking those people, and someone died because of it. Oh. So she decided to put back the old costume on, because even though it might not convince people that she's Spider Woman, at least it'll mitigate some of the damage. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, that's, I mean, all, that's all about your brand. I mean, I guess that's a good. That's a good reason. I have to admit. Um, I'm a child of the '70s. I, I love all the '70s costumes. I mean, that I do Spider like Woman that costume. One. That's my favorite. I mean, Especially if it has the big, the big web, web thing go from yeah. like her wrist to her ankle. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. like that. It <laughs> the, looks like a flying squirrel. The biker yeah. suit one, like it's cool, but I do. Yeah, like that's her cool, old and it's one. much more practical. It, it, yeah, it feels more like a Marvel movie or a Netflix show costume, which I get, yeah. and it's also you know less objectifying. But I see more of like a superhero, like old school classic superhero costume, and they're like the original costumes. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, and actually, since you say that, uh, speaking of objectifying, one seventies costume, original costume that I'm glad is gone is Carol Danvers. Her Google her seventies costume. It's so bad. It's got like her belly's exposed, but yeah, bare midriff and like. But she's got like I guess it's like they're kind of bikini bottoms that form a V Mm -hmm. and then thigh high boots. Yeah, and a and a scarf and a mask. Oh my gosh, she sounds like <laughs> but, a, uh, a Bond girl. So, yeah. Oh, and heels. Of course. But was the <laughs> of always. But then, what did you think of the Ms. Marvel one, where it was like the, the the like leather with the lightning bolt and then like the lightning just the bolt. Belt, the well, at least it fashion. wasn't a bare midriff. Yeah, it wasn't a bare midriff. It's a little thigh high boots. I mean, that one was kind of sexy. I thought, but <laughs> yeah, I mean. I was also. I mean, I'm glad she has a modern look, practical that looks yeah. like kind of like a superhero flight suit. I mean, that it's makes like a sense. mix between a flight suit and still kind of like that spandex, which I was like really down with. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, it's cool. It's cool looking. I wish they would do I'm like. like I, there's a lot of cosplayers that do like when Captain Marvel came out. It's like my like feeds would be all these different cosplay things. I'm like, oh my god, why couldn't Marvel use these suits in the movies? <laughs> like I get like they're trying to be practical in the movies, but like these look so good. I'm like ah, so great. Anyways. Jessica is in charge of keeping an eye on Tracy, who, you know, is going through her treatment. But she's also waiting for Carol, expecting her to arrive. Um, That's what she's banking on. Oh, yeah, before her surgery. Yeah, but even though she's a complete asshole to Carol whenever she can be, she really does care about Carol and, you know, wishes that she was there. But meanwhile, Carol is busy watching herself become Captain Marvel while Helen's just kind of being, like, shady shady and just... (laughs) Kind of just, kind of annoying. 
She's throwing shade. She's being shady. Yeah. And we, yeah, we get to witness witness everything go down. So the way they keep describing this thing that happened was it's a wishing machine. Yeah, and I can't. Oh, the psychomagnetron. That's mm-hmm. what it's called. Psyche magnetron. But yeah, basically, like, read your thoughts and can make anything that people are thinking about become reality. So it's kind of like the thing from Final Crisis that Superman used. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what was that one called? The Miracle Machine? The Miracle Machine. The miracle Machine, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you got hit by this thing and it gave her superpowers. But... Yeah, because in that moment she was wishing she had the power to like help yeah. Captain Marvel and stop all this from happening. Do more. Uh, so she jumps in to rescue. Wait, so she wishes for it and then it blows them up and then merges him with her? Well, it doesn't. It, it kind of siphons some of his power yeah, like... off and into her. Oh, okay. It's like copy paste and then it pastes yeah. it onto her. <laughs> okay, because I was. Yeah. Because when you made it sound like that, I was like, wow, this is like a goosebumps. Be careful what you wish for yeah. moment <laughs> but... where it like liquefies him to make her powerful. Oh, it's like the Red Death from. Yeah. <laughs> but. Then they re-up to the origins recently to where she actually is half Cree, you find out. Oh, mommy's, yeah. Like, mommy's Cree. 23 May. 23, 23 Cree. and Cree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so she rescues. She she goes in to rescue Captain Marvel at one point, but then she the magnetron goes off. Then she goes to rescue Helen Cobb. Then you find out that Helen Cobb did the same thing and siphoned off the powers. So she puts on a Captain Marvel suit somehow, and I'm like, oh, Doesn't here we she go. Say she like makes with her mind. Yeah, well, I don't think Captain Carol Danvers can do that, but she did. No and, question. It move forward. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but I was like, oh, here we go. It's like this kind yeah, of like she par her wish. I was like, wow, they didn't want to use this. Like it's definitely with the like the Marvel Cinematic Universe formula. Like say, a villain with the same power set. Like, mm. should have went with same it. Same outfit. <laughs> yeah, same outfit. Similar hair. Similar power set. So they start duking it out because she wants to be the hero. Then they get to the plane, and they're fighting to get into the plane to go back to the modern time. And Captain Marvel gets the upper hand, and then Helen Cobb's just like, just kidding. I wanted you to be the best that you could be, and this was all for you. It's like, oh, okay. Okay. You know, I like all these final panels, too. It's like very like, don't you forget about me? Yeah. Or like, wait, or take me on? <laughs> yeah, like in the comic on, book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all the way that it just fades out. So yeah, then she leaves a nice note for Carol talking about like the things that she should do. And we'll hey, be... remember I was being a jerk? Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't being that big of a jerk, kinda. <laughs> it's like, oh, we'll be the stars we're always meant to be. Telling her to keep up doing what you're doing. Uh, honestly, like the first half of it, like it was, it was good. With the like the Japanese Cree thing, because I felt like that was a strong establishing like her origins a little bit more. I got a, I got a little confused with the Helen Cobb stuff, and while I liked the Yon Rog like all the origin story thing, it was definitely very confusing, especially at the end. Like that weird, I'm just kidding. I'm not I'm not your enemy. Like I'm just your friend. I was like, okay, whatever. But still liked it. The art was very beautiful. I I like seeing the origin story and like he said like seeing this person from the modern time go back to that era and to go back and see everything and like witness it that's really interesting. And she lasers at it. Yeah, <laughs> lasers at. It. But then we get into the stuff that I really enjoyed is Captain Marvel's now scuba diving in issue seven, uh, and she's getting a lot of you know intense grilling from somebody on the other line as she's what looks like I thought it was the Bermuda Triangle when I first started reading this. And I was like, whoa, it's pretty intense. Like all these cars and ships and planes. And then you got sharks attacking her. And we're back to – it's the same art as the previous issues, right? Yeah, yeah it's the, the first, first story. Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah, I liked it. Punchy, punching sharks. Punchy paint art. And then we get to see Monica Rambeau. So she was Captain Marvel before Carol Danvers, correct? Yeah. She seems really cool. I don't know. Who is she? What is she? I well, just liked little, her a lot. A little, she's a little girl from the Captain Marvel movie. Oh, she had some oh, fucking oh, yeah. <laughs> badass energy through these issues. Yeah, so she's like living light, basically, that can change her change her. Like, yeah, elements. well, she, she is now. I don't know if she is at this point mm-hmm. in her story because well, I, I think she still she has uses, powers. She uses light powers yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then later on she becomes like pure Pure energy. Pure energy in light, the Ultimates yeah. 2, she's like, yeah. she does like a fusion thing with another dude to give him like amplified power. She does it in this actually, though. So, she, yeah. Oh, okay. Because uh, they talk about like the radiation. So, and she also, so she, apparently something happened in previous issues. She, she's afraid to go to the water. 
she can't she can't go into it because of yeah. a, an event that happened. Yeah, there was the, an Avengers uh, storyline. Uh, Devil Fruitiate. Basically. <laughs> uh, and we get introduced to Frank Cagnetti. Or no. Why am I thinking Cagnetti? What's his last name? Uh, I kept hoping it would be Frank Castle. But Frank Castle. just to throw a Punisher love triangle or something. What is his last name? It, I thought it was like right off the beginning. Dun, dun, dun. Frank Gianelli. I'm thinking oh, Frank Gianelli. I'm thinking Cagnetti because I just read like an And right for women here. So and he used to apparently work at the the women's magazine. Also, is what it sounds like him and Carol were coworkers there. Uh, uh, wasn't she his boss? She was his boss. Yeah. Yeah. She was the editor. I hope so. Yeah. I, oh yeah. Uh, women's magazine. Boss. If it's owned by a man, that would... There's, that's a red flag. Yeah. That's yeah. not probably not the woman organization for you. <laughs> Uh, but Monica's like really grumpy to everybody here and kind of just like, oh, we got our own things to you know, get doing. Frank, get out of our way. And Frank's just talking about, you know, the safety of other people and, yeah. like, you know, flooding, trying well, to like structural integrity and all that. Well, for like the uh, levees and Katrina that they need to fix them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and she's pissed at Carol for taking the name Captain yeah, Marvel. She's even, like, even though she wasn't using the name Captain Marvel, they've yeah. each had a bunch of names. Throwing shade at each yeah, other. Yeah, I like that too. She's, I think she actually says something in there about like, oh, you had, you've had you had 19 different names. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, okay, binary, Ms. Marvel. Warbird. I forgot Warbird. about Warbird. Whizbang. Whizbang. <laughs> I like Captain Whizbang. Oh my gosh. Which is a great reference because Wiz Comics was where the original Golden Age DC well, Fawcett and then DC, Captain Marvel first appeared. The Shazam Captain Marvel. Oh. Was in Wiz Comics, so that's oh. a little oblique reference to that. Oh, man, I love that they reference <laughs> each other. Uh, so they decide to dive back down to inspect the the wreckage that was all down there, and then things start going south. <laughs> like, Frank is scooby diving with Carol, and he gets sucked into a hole. Carol dives down the hole. And Monica, yeah, she sends parts of herself in little balls of light to mm, light yeah. up the area. So she, and she's she's literally a being of light that can like separate herself. And then, like I said, I love that Transformers esque art. <laughs> we get a full yeah. Pacific Rim, <laughs> a full Pacific <laughs> Rim giant robot. It's literally got the like middle engine turbine thing. Uh, yeah. It reminds me so much of a uh, what's his name Megatron when yeah. they bring him back to life and the second. Uh, Wrench the Fallen, the Transformers movie. Oh, man. Remember when they had, like, the the testicle joke with that one Transformer on top of the pyramid? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. They had the really racist ones where they couldn't read. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a a piece. Uh, So you've got Monica and Carol with, I guess, Frank there for moral support trying to fight this giant robot thing that's repairing itself every time they attack it. Um, it was part of some villain before that, like, reactivated recently. Uh, it was like all the parts were destroyed, then it kind of assembled together. Yeah, reformed. So just, like, all around, like, really cool action between – I'm going to call him Photon for now, even though she's probably not going by Photon right now. And Captain Marvel was this giant robot. Like, oh. That was oh. cool. Yeah. I love this uh, page right here where Monica's flying through with her light. And it kind of like divides the page into two different panels. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, super cool. The laser beams are flying everywhere, shooting uh, robot punches, 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 more punches. And finally, what do they do? They like overload it? Or like she tr- – yeah, they – Oh, no. they, they uh, freaking – That's where uh, they – yeah. Digivolve together. So this is yeah, she, evolution. She absorbs – or Captain Marvel absorbs Monica into her because she's basically a supercharger for Carol for her powers because it's like radiant energy. And she laser beams the hell out of that robot and completely obliterates it where it can't be brought back. And she says, Domo origato, big guy. I love that. Oh, so good. <laughs> I like this. Uh, I love a good sticks reference. <laughs> I like the like the photo panel frame at the bottom of like uh, Frank. Oh yeah, Frank's, Frank's photos. photos yeah. of her like coming down. Wow, and, the, like, the delight. That's thing. what he got. Yeah, he is not that good. And there's like so many <laughs> other. There's like. Uh, yeah, this fight went 30, on for a long time. <laughs> like skyscraper tall he robot. Was, he was and trying to avoid blast. getting hit a lot. 
But I mean, you gotta appreciate. At least he looked like he obeyed the rule of thirds for photography. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> uh, so we got art style changes up again. Monica and them all talk about how they're using the parts from the giant robot to reinforce, you know, the walls for for, for the storm hits. I feel like that's like I appreciate the reduced resource cycle Rihanna mentality, but having a robot that turned itself from pieces and rebuilt itself, putting it all together in a wall seems like not the best idea. Putting any sentient thing in the wall seems like not the best idea. You should read Secret Wars. That that'll that's a perfect example of not putting a sentient thing inside a wall. <laughs> uh, they're gonna go like with the whole like Yuga Khan and the uh, Source Wall. Oh, <laughs> oh Source Wall, R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> so we move to Chapter Nine. Also, we get a little hint that Carol might like Frank. Uh, that's besides the point. Uh, we move on to my favorite art that grew on me after the first issue. I wasn't sure how I felt about it at first, but oh, I really like it. It is <laughs> I, chapter nine uh, through twelve. Felipe Andrade. Andrade, yes. With uh, does he? He does the colors too for this one. Yeah, he does, does it he? all. Yeah, there's nobody else on the colors for this. Oh, right. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely beautiful. I love it. I mean, I like it all except for like the weird time periods where Captain Marvel's face. Is, I don't know. It reminds it's me. It's like if there was a, like a painting and like somebody dropped a big water blob right in the middle of her face and everything gets pushed <laughs> to the side. It felt so different from a lot of the Marvel stuff that I read, and I've I've been saying that more and more about different things. But I felt like I feel like with a lot of Marvel comics, there's like a formula or a kind of a boundary line that the artists stay in or that they choose for artists, and this felt completely outside of that it felt something more like i would see from like an image comic uh like their faces are like what's like doe like 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 a fairy they like are, a pixie fairy of, forest thing going yeah, on they are they are kind of that's interesting real i i had the, yeah the true real <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because i had the exact opposite opinion of the art of this really oh i hated it you hated it yeah. and i even thought it was kind of formulaic at least some women's bodies because mm-hmm. like every, every woman that's not a matronly type has a big bodacious ass and <laughs> really yeah it's like oh i felt like they i felt like the last one what's his name for uh well he kind of does that too yeah. yeah i think that was i mean way I, more I, I wasn't i wasn't thrilled with the art throughout any of the artists throughout this but really this was the art i liked the least I, see, I, I feel like I, like, I was on the opposite end. Yeah, I like the ends. action. I like the, the dinosaurs. Coloring, yeah. The hair. The dinosaurs were awesome. I I just don't like the actual body artistry that much. But I think everything else is really cool. I like the motion's really good. I like it a lot for the action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I, motion is well conveyed. Yeah, that's so interesting. I I was enjoying it. I like it took me the first couple pages like eh, and then I kept reading and then I looked at it more. I'm like, actually, I like this. I like this more. It's nice. It's it's pleasant, and I'm happy that the volume two has a little bit more of it. So you know, get ready to put up with that if I pick this <laughs> volume two of this. No, and I do have to, and I do like the old lady on the bench. Who God, didn't, I, I didn't understand why bench. she talked that way, but I do love her face because it was so <sighs> so happy, goofy, and comedic. Yeah, yeah so it's happy, so good. <laughs> the the Capitan America. I know. I was like, what what nationality is she? <laughs> what is this accent? I was like thinking it was like Russian. For some reason, yeah. I just immediately went to a Russian lady. I don't know, but yeah, the dinosaurs were great. Like, this artist does a great job drawing some cool dinos. Spider Woman, Captain Marvel versus two dinos. Yeah, I love the action for like them fighting the dinosaurs. It was so cool, like the fluidity and like Spider Woman landing on a light, like a light pole. as like doves are, or pigeons are flying by. Captain Marvel, like it looks like she's holding her scarf. Yeah, she's because she's about to oh, wrap yeah. up the dinosaur. Yeah, it all looks. Like, it, it flows very, very nicely. I love how much she uses her scarf thing as an actual... I, th- I think it's a sash. A sash. Is it a sash, technically? I don't know. Belts. What do you Adorn- call it when Adorn- you wear it around your waist? I think it is a sash. <laughs> you were probably right. I just love that she utilizes it a lot yeah. in this. I love that Kelly thought about that and the artists thought about that. I appreciate it. Yeah. We get introduced to some new girl who becomes just... Oh, what's her name? Uh... She shows up there after because, like, they had a camp. There's, like, a whole schedule thing throughout this issue of what she's supposed to be doing and oh. when. Because they, they're like, oh, here's an itinerary. You need to follow this because your life's a mess. Uh, oh, meet with Wendy. Wendy. They couldn't meet with Wendy because of dinosaur attacks. But Wendy came to them and had apparently a whole setup just in case with snacks, sandwiches, a table. 
And yeah, didn't Wendy come come because Tony Stark sent her to Carol because she needed an assistant? Yeah, even though she didn't want an assistant. <laughs> and it, Wendy becomes like everybody's fan favorite in this like comic. Like Captain America loves Wendy, Spider Woman <laughs> loves Wendy, Tracy loves Wendy. Sounds like a good way for them to try to, to yeah. shove a character down your throat. I if know. You make all the other characters <laughs> well, like it, make, it. Makes me wonder where she went because she's not there. Be it like, I mean, she gets she patches through with Jarvis at the Avengers like comms and stuff like they, running they, ops i'm like who what where did they she's find gonna be this like person? A, like the next avengers villain she's like just in the background all along pulling strings <laughs> windy Anger, so you've read the, the volume after this i yeah I've so wendy just, just disappears she is not in it because the second volume is all based during the infinity event Oh, yeah, it okay. fit. What ta- she's okay? No, sorry. She's in the first couple issues of it because they finish off where this one ends on a cliffhanger. But then the rest of the like the thirty fourth of the book are all basically all up in space for infinity, and that's where it's at right now. Okay, yeah, because uh, we are gonna find out through this that uh, she's gonna run into a couple different encounters throughout the book of so we got the dinosaurs then we get a couple like d-list villains show up and terrorize things um we're finding out that she might not be in good health people are having not great faith in her like her landlord wants to kick her out they don't they don't like that she's living there uh you've got the cutest little fan (laughs) Uh, little girl that lives in the same apartment as Captain Marvel who dresses up like her and wants to be like her. You can't tell me that wasn't pure and sweet, even if you didn't like the art. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, that, that was very that sweet. That was, oh, so good. Yeah, her eyes are great. I like the return of Deathbird, oh, I think. Deathbird, yes. It's like one of Carol's original foes. I think she first appeared, actually, in yeah, the Ms. Marvel series. Yeah, yeah they, I think they have a little uh, caption. Yeah, because yeah, you don't see the editor note much. Yeah, because nowadays Deathbird's kind of considered an X-Men villain, but she was Carol's Carol. villain first. <laughs> uh, she sure. was mine first. <laughs> I keep thinking of, uh, was it Crow's Milk or Fight Milk? Fight Milk. Yeah. <laughs> From Always Sunny. Roman, you're probably a good person, so you don't know that show. Watch it. <laughs> I've only seen it a couple times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot. So she's getting attacked by Deathbird. Uh, Who was sent to her by an unknown male villain? Yes. Or figure. Figure. Um, and this is where we also find out because she's having problems. They find out there's something going on in her brain. Where she can't fly. Where she's, she's They're telling her, stop flying. It's making it worse. You're going to pass out. You're going to get hurt. They try to give her a motorcycle. You know, she doesn't really listen well. She keeps, <laughs> keeps using her powers like every chance she can. And won't use the bike. The landlord's getting mad at her more and more. Uh, she, she does some sweet bike action fight against Deathbird in a rematch and takes out Deathbird. And she does that, and it turns out there's you know there's more at work here. And that's where we get the kind of reveal. Like we can just jump to it, but yeah, because it's like the last couple of issues are all just fight with Deathbird while doctors are talking about her condition that it's getting worse. I. The whole Deathbird thing was weird because they talked about that she died a long time ago, Deathbird, but she's back, and then they never really finish explaining it. So she like, takes her down. I can only hope that has to do with Hellcat, like Hellcat and Deathbird. <laughs> but like, yeah, it looks like she like disappears for a second, but then she's there still on like the final page, couple pages, like oh, it looks yeah, like that. she's fading out, but then she's like still there. I don't remember. Was that? Well, she said something like, "Oh, because you beat me." Yeah, and defeating me, you have given him life. Well, maybe like he had a little bit of she had a little bit of energy juice in her, and being beaten gave up that juice. And we don't really know exactly what she's talking about, for the most part, uh, when they say that. But then you get the very end of the reveal. There's some guy that's been talking to the old lady that can't say Captain America's name or Captain Marvel's name. And it's... Well, she says it differently, Trevor. Half... <laughs> she sounds it out, like, phonetically. Yeah. Cap e But she also sounds phonetically says, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okie dokie there. Okay. Yeah. And she well, finds out know. that she has been talking to a gentleman known as Mr. Jan Rog, who apparently is not dead from that explosion. Looks like... Well, Joker. He looks so crazy evil at the very end. So yeah, volume two is the first like couple issues are resolving the Yon Rog stuff where he becomes known as 
psych magnetron. Oh, really? Yeah. He, <laughs> After the machine? Yeah, the whole thing is he <laughs> he is a piece of the magnetron now. Oh. And he's been trying to gather all the pieces, and he makes a giant Captain Marvel star on the planet to, like, basically convert the planet or whatever, and he can just create things. And that's, like, the first conflict, and then it's Captain Marvel with amnesia, doesn't remember anything. So it's, like, a weird, like, they're in space, and everybody's like, oh, this is the fight of our lives for Infinity. And she's, it's, the narrative is very interesting because Kelly's, like, talking about how this, she's like, I know I'm supposed to care about all this stuff. Like, I know I'm supposed to be here because I'm a hero, but I just can't, like, and everybody's, like, tearing up and, you know, putting on a brave face. And, like, I don't have to put on a brave face because I don't know what's going, like, I don't have any emotional attachment to anything. And it's, it was very, very interesting, like, her trying to, like, empathize well, and well care herself the, to care yeah care like about these things she's like I sh- i'm doing this because i know it's what i would have been doing but yeah it's trying to like actually care like someone like dying she's like she's like i hope i wasn't like friends with this person but like no matter what i need to save them it's so it was very interesting and huh. i like i said just this first volume was enough to get me on board with the character more and more and i mean just the kelly thompson run right now is one of my favorite marvel comics that's coming out it's challenging it's not giving her a free pass or like they're moving away from the civil war two stuff but they're also tackling the half kree stuff and now the earth doesn't trust her because she's part alien Mm. and then there's other stuff going on it's it's interesting and i like that the like the the way she goes about handling and her humor is so dry it's so good she's a bat cave and she it's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she just makes it she drops it so casually to like spider woman she's like you had this she's like well yeah where else was i gonna hang out when i had free time I'm like, oh my god <laughs> i mean every hero needs a good you know, like, hangout yeah, spot yeah she opens up a hangar door in the lake she's like you have a secret hangar door she's like yeah come in before mosquitoes get in here i'm like come on she's <laughs> <laughs> so like not great humor but good at the same time yeah i'm curious to, to read that run because like i read the old ms marvel comics in the 70s and she mm-hmm. wasn't really She's kind of just your standard Marvel female character of the seventies. So she didn't really have much personality. It's so good. It. I appreciate that she her humor isn't the standard quippy humor. It's almost like the personality of someone that is funny without even knowing that they are or yeah. trying. Is it yeah. like without, kind of like yeah like a dad to... at the end of the day who's just like begrudgingly going through <laughs> the basically, like comics? Basically, <laughs> it's not like every other character feels like they have to be some sort of Spider Man or Ice Man or Human Torch. She's just like, oh, yeah, don't do that, silly. Or like, oh, like, blah, 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 this. And, then, like, everybody else is, like, super around her. Like, She-Hulk's like, oh, it's corny. I'm like, it's pretty great. I love it. It's just it goes against the mold. Also, like, how She-Hulk. Did you, did you read that She-Hulk annual? The just came out? Yeah, recently? against Bullseye. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Where she watches footage of her taking down Bullseye and laughs at her own joke. Like, <laughs> full-on guttural laughs. I'm like, I love that. Like, it doesn't matter if nobody else thought it was funny. Only her, she cares. That, uh, that is cool. Because in this, I mean, the, the the last story was my favorite one, even though I disliked like the it, art yeah. the most, but I liked the storyline the most. Mm-hmm. And not about Deathbird, but just about the... The brain injury. The, the brain, the, the growth in her brain that's caused by the the extra like Cree kind of DNA. Yeah, she's got like a, sec- a third lobe in the top of her yeah. head. Yeah, and I can actually yeah. say like, you know, the majority of it's bullshit, but they did use the terminology very correctly. Yeah. So I can confirm that. And they actually use like proper anatomical terms for like the location of mm. the tumor and everything. It made me proud. See, proud. see that's cool. And that's, that was my favorite thing in the whole, this whole uh, collection was that conflict. But I still didn't really... You could be like Carol. Honest. You still didn't like Carol? Yeah, because and because and I know that's you know that's her personality, that's the way she's written. But because she's so tough, and yeah, she's got these walls up and everything. But maybe it's the anti-military part of me. But I was mm. like, I was like, oh god, knock! I hate macho, like kind of like. Well, I didn't tell you. You know, I didn't. I didn't ask you to do that or whatever. You know, those kind of this that a lot of the characters in the beginning of the thing have, mm. and the, and Carol's got that. And I'm just like, oh my god. Quit being so macho. Yeah, I mean, I hate I mean, that men and women. I just like that's, Ugh. that's what was <laughs> a big, like a big turnoff, I guess, for me with Civil War Two is that's what it was, and the fact that you know, oh, it's just, it's like everybody was basically telling her like, stop doing this thing. You're causing it to like get to what you're <laughs> yeah. like. The, you're making the predictions happen because you're forcing them to happen. And just, but then it's like, yeah, her like forcing need to be in control and tell people what to do, and it just was backfiring. I'm like, so 
unbelievably hard to deal with. And yes, yeah, yeah. it's, it's le- and it is less so in this. It's it's very much less so. And I think what helped was that I did read Kelly. Like I started on Kelly Thompson and went back to this. And I haven't mm-hmm. finished all five volumes that I have. I haven't even got to the Civil War II portion stuff. But it's it's a very cool frame of mind. It's being in her frame of mind more now before all that stuff, before leaving Civil War, especially all the amnesia stuff, not really knowing everybody and having very little knowledge and trying to rebuild. And then, like, almost every person that she's, like, talking to is, like, kind of like a couple panels of, like, her asking what that person would have meant, must have meant to them and the way that they react to Carol. So what is that, like, she's trying to piece together, like, oh, Spider-Woman, like, really reacts to me almost in danger. I wonder what we were like. And then it's just, like, trying to build up care, like, having a care for this person because if that person cares about me that much, I must have really cared about them. So then, like, putting extra effort in, like, oh, that's really interesting. But I don't disagree yeah. that it was, I mean, it wasn't over the top, like, oh my gosh, this is the best character ever. I definitely just found it, I found it enjoyable. And I mean, it's not it's not bursting with humor or anything. There's still some of that like military, like macho-ness in there, but not as much. And I, and I think all the stuff with her and her neighbors and being more involved with like the final back half of the story was where like I really enjoyed it more and more because you got to see like that kinder side and less of that need to almost Hawkeye esque yeah. I felt like in the second part where like the first part is so cosmic and trippy mm-hmm. and related to her own identity where the second part is more like her actually being a hero yeah like seeing her like, on the streets of New York on like yeah. that level I mm-hmm. mean like from like a bird's eye point of view yeah so. I would say, if I were to give this a rating, for me, I would give it like an eight. Uh, and like I'm not saying it's, like I said, it's not like a fantastic boom out there story, but it was an enjoyable, like consistent after like the time travel confusing thing with Helen Cobb stuff. It was like, I, I like where she, her thought process is on a lot of the stuff. And yeah, like the being the hero aspect, getting to see more of that without like that military aspect side was very very enjoyable which i enjoyed but what would you give it roman i think i would give it a you i already know you don't like the art so i would probably give it a i think i could have a good solid seven seven yeah just because you know i like where it all ended up I'm curious about to read the next volume because yeah. I want to know. I mean, I know she survives, I'm obviously, s- but I want to see how slightly wrong the brain thing. The, the back resolves. half is space. The first half is the, is the Yon Rog, and then something else, and then space. Mm. So yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. good. I liked it. Yeah, and I, I'm curious. Did um, the only thing I read recently of hers is was that miniseries, The Life of Captain Marvel. Life was Cap- that I, the same writer as the current? I don't know, but I actually just ordered that downstairs because I hadn't read that oh, one. Oh, okay, because I liked that miniseries. And that was supposed to... And that led into her current series. The current series, yeah. That's why I wanted to pick it up because it talks about the Cree uh, the stuff. The Life of Captain Marvel. Yeah. It was not done by Kelly Sudaconic. It was more by the author here alienation no 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 well while I'm looking this up Colton what would you give it uh, so I was planning on saying the score before Roman I oh. uh, mentioned his so uh, not to sound super politically inclined I'm going to do a 7.5 I'll split the difference <laughs> uh I thought it was really, really good. I think the beginning part was kind of confusing, so I don't know if this was designed to be a jumping-on point for people, uh, but as a volume one, it kind of, I feel like those always have the weight of being a jumping-on point, potentially. So I feel like that was a little confusing in the beginning, because on top of having, there's a lot of different layers of that time travel story, because you have three different uh role model characters at play in addition to her own origin story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a lot happening there. I think the art was really interesting. Even if I preferred different styles over others, I still think that was really cool that there was such variety within the same book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get to see her in a lot of different positions because you do see her own her own identity events. You see her uh, doing some pretty kind of generic superheroing against a giant bot. 
Uh, but then you also get that street level, like her managing her own life, but also, you know, bird villain and, you know, her own little uh, fan club that she has around the city. Uh, so, yeah, I think that was really good. Uh, I'm really interested. I feel like Captain Marvel's one of those characters. I, th- I think Moon Knight would also be one where I put it where they're super big characters that people who don't actually know comics that well really aren't that familiar with because i feel like the more i learn about captain marvel like that the factoid about you know her and spider woman being best friends the more i'm intrigued by the character where you know prior to the movie i didn't really know that much about the kree all i knew was oh she was kind of a aggressive type in civil war 2 and that was basically all i was aware about the character so yeah it's really cool seeing all these different uh, new sides to her, and I hope that uh, more people get to see those sides of that character too. Roman, do you want to guess how many times I've watched the Captain Marvel movie? Um, yes, I do want to guess. Uh, you, I don't know, I might uh, bum <laughs> you out. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, boy, I was gonna say seven, but more? Twelve? Uh, yeah. Ooh, close. <laughs> Lower. Lower? Ten. Almost <laughs> nine up eleven. Yeah, 11, I've seen nine. eleven times okay. right now. <laughs> um, what was your wait? But what was your first viewing impression? Because this has been some journey itself. It gets well. It got better as I watched it more because I look. I appreciate more things. I thought it was good the first time. I didn't yeah. feel like it was a amazing standout movie compared to the other ones. I felt like to me it was kind of like Captain America one. Hmm. Like it was like it was good. I felt. I definitely didn't disagree with how her personality felt very in neutral. You have to control thing. your emotions. But then, yeah, as I watched <laughs> it more, I got it's like, okay, I could get it. Like that's like the amount of time that she's been like conditioned and trained to try to keep her emotions in check and all this stuff because they're wanting to keep her level. And then it's not like just because she figures that out that she's going to be super immer- emotional burst. Like it's kind of like there and it's going to be there for a little bit. And they show that in Endgame. I mean, I love the scrolls. The scrolls was the the, yeah. the first thing that I saw was the best part. Uh, I mean, I instantly crushed on Captain Marvel with the, the her weird scream thing when she fought the scrolls in their spaceship. But that was great. Yeah. Uh, other than that, like, I mean, yeah, it was kind of fine. It was it was fine the first time. Like it it was a, it was Captain America the first Avenger to me. Captain Marvel the first Avenger because she was the first Avenger. They got to they got to go back and redo those DVDs of Captain America and change it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I thought it was okay. I mean, it was clear to see that there was a how old, however old, uh, what's his name? Samuel L. Samuel L. Jackson is in that movie when they've got like a sixty-year-old man trying to do stunts in the with in the supposed body of a young or mid-twenties. The way he like runs and throws the gun, I'm like, yeah, he is definitely not young in that. <laughs> but I mean, you want to spend your money on de-aging? Go for it. Like, it's fine by me. Uh, I thought the I thought the cat origin story for the the eye was kind of dumb. <laughs> like I, I still think that's dumb. I'm like oh my god, so lame, but so di- <laughs> such a Disney Marvel move to make that as how he got his eye like cut open or whatever. Yeah, uh, but scrolls is the biggest thing. Uh, one last thing I wanted to say. One of my favorite pages about that artist. I know you didn't like it, but was I love the opening page for issue ten of this. Just like the cool like overarching shot of like the city and then her like through space and then like the panels of her following. I just, I don't know, that just stood out to me the most. She looks like a ballerina. She does. Her scarf is like a the it, little, yeah, it does a little, the, uh, the, um, tutu. Yeah, tutu, thank you. Okay. I love the like, scarf thing. So cool. I'm excited to see her, uh, I'll have to send you teaser images of her new evil costume that's coming out. Evil? Yeah, she's got a cool red and black costume with a like a huh. black helmet with like no, you can't see her face, it's just like a Power Ranger star helmet. Yeah. I'm going to send it to you. It looks super cool. This makes me want to watch the – because I only saw it once in theaters, but I did, like, then watch the Samuel Jackson, Brie Larson movie original to Netflix. I, yeah. f- I forget what it's called now, but I had to uh, watch that. Like unicorn or something, Unicorn Store. Something like that, yeah, because I was like, man, Brie Larson's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I do. I, I like her. I It was blew me away that it was her because the only other movie I really saw her in was Scott Pilgrim. Oh yeah! And every time I see that movie, all I can think about her is the part where she's on the phone with Scott and she hears about Ramon. She's like, "What? <laughs> no, <laughs> so dumb!" Or you blew up my boyfriend. <laughs> so dumb. Level four vegan. Yeah, but super. Was that Chris? Uh, it Evans? was Brandon Ruth. 
Oh. That was uh, oh, yeah. Chris Evans was boyfriend number two, who was the skater guy. Brandon Routh, Ruth, he's the Adam in the CW shows, and he was Superman from Superman Returns. Okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and he's going to be Superman in the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth events. So I'm really oh, excited really? for that. Really? Yeah, wow. it's also going to be, his, like I think, going out. Like, he's going to be done with the show after that event. Hmm. So they're leaving losing some people. Anyways, yeah. I, I like the Captain Marvel movie. I've seen it 11 times. It's fun to pick up on all the little micro-expressions. Uh, it's very great. It's there for the micro-memes. The micro-memes. <laughs> like, oh, oh, all the stuff Carol does, and it just never gets old watching her beat the shit out of Yon Rock. How, how many times did you see it, Colton? Uh, I, I feel like I've had like collateral exposure to Trevor. Uh, he walks in and sees you playing. I feel like I've seen it like three or four times. Yeah. You feel it's like not, you've it, seen it more just because you Trevor talk about it. I don't think it'll ever get to be as much as I've seen the Avengers movie, but I mean, hopefully not. Yeah, I saw Avengers for almost a full year, <laughs> every day, five days a week. Oh my god, <laughs> workout! Awesome. Used to work out to it. Like I need something to like know my time frame. Oh, uh, see, I thought you were gonna be like Goltz, and I'm like, if you're comparing yourself to a yeah. 300 or you know, 800 pound green gamma radiated man, then it's probably unrealistic health goals. Gotta uh, push one more. I gotta get <laughs> old. Frankly, old. I think that's gratuitous, but whatever. Uh, so yeah, well, that's the end of that one. We flew through that, you know, at light speed as Captain Marvel does, huh. and we can, you know, move on to the next thing which Roman what is the next thing oh my gosh um, well how do you guys feel about some some crime crime I'm thinking, I mean, oh, thinking yeah. we'll veer, veer off our dark. usual let's let's so do criminal spooky. volume one criminal volume oh. one is that a image? Image? That, that's image yeah image all right well let's Ed Brubaker look, um, Ed Brubaker let's look forward to that as we go into the next episode um a little bit sooner. Also, as we're moving out, Roman, I want to say congrats on that Final Crisis podcast you and the others did. I oh. really enjoyed it. Oh, have to listen. You. you have to listen to it. It's really good. Oh, okay, I'm but, excited for it. Yeah, until yeah I next need to time. listen to both of ours back to back. Back to back. Let's get ready for a four-hour podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. So long.